Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. My prayer for you is that this message would be meaningful to you, that it would challenge you, and that it would help you move forward in your faith. To be a part of all that we get to do here at Redefined Church, visit us online at churchredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Summer Shorts Week 5. Answering the question today, can you know God on the go. So while you're here, across the bottom of the screen are going to be action steps. So if at any time today you're ready to take a step or move forward with us or in your relationship with God, make sure you let us know by engaging with the action steps on the bottom of the screen. If you're new today for the first time, thanks for being here. You can let us know who you are by clicking the connect, uh, the connect form, the contact form in the uh, comment section. So can we know God on the go? did a study this week and I thought as we're in Psalms 46.10, um, how many times in the Bible does it say be still and know or stand strong or stand firm or be courageous? And, and it, when I got to uh, 93 and it was only three, th- I thought, well, we'll just wait a second. So then we're told hundreds of times in scriptures from Old Testament to New to be still, to stand firm, to be strong, to be courageous, to take heart, to be confident, to know, to know that I am God, to know that God is with us. And so then, as we talk about knowing God on the go, the reality is, is most of us live in go mode. We live in constant consume mode. We're consuming. What can I get? How much can I get? And how much can I do all of that right now? Right now. And so a lot of us can't even go to the bathroom, right? Without taking our phone, without being in consume mode. And that's okay. That's okay. Being alone, being without freaks us out. It's, it's almost like we get antsy. It's like, oh, well, there's, I'm alone right now, which is an opportunity to seek God, to pray, to talk, to sit in silence, right? To be reverent. But instead, we're like, oh, we kind of like to live like Ed Shirley. If you know who Ed Shirley is, a picture on the screen, Ed Shirley is the boss in Christmas Vacation. And Ed Shirley, he's constantly, man, got to go, got to go. And, and Clark comes in to check on his Christmas bonus. He hasn't got it yet. And there's this awkwardness. Okay, he's working as somebody. And he gets on the phone with the secretary and he says, he says, hey, give me something. Anybody, give me anybody. And he hangs up. Well, there's some time there. And, and he just picks up the phone and he says, and give me somebody while I'm waiting. And that's how we like to, to live, right? We love working. We love doing. We love going. And we love going fast. We love going fast. We listen to podcasts, audiobooks, voicemails, video chats. Love a good video chat social media feeds, our news outlets, and we do all this while we go. And sometimes multiple, multiple things are happening. I'm driving, I'm doing, I'm listening, I'm engaged, right? We're on overload. Do all this while we're going. And the reality of this is this, while we go, we actually retain less than 10% of what we hear. We retain 10%, less than 10% of what we hear, but we act like, and we believe that we know 100%. We know it all. I know it all, right? So then what do we say? We say, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Oh, I saw that just randomly while I was on the the weather channel app scrolling, right? Or wherever. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Crazy, right? Crazy. That's insane. I can't believe that. And because we saw it or we heard a clip, we know. We know. And so we pretend to know the other 90%. We just pretend the other 90%. And by the way, I'm guilty of this. I said we, not you. So uh, so know that it's hard. 
It's hard to know God on the go. This is one of the things that God revealed to me. And so the question is, back to that study I did early, how can you be strong on the go? How can you stand firm while moving? How can you stand firm while doing? How can you be courageous while busy, right? How do you take heart when, the, when everything's coming at you? When you're in, in consume mode, when you're in go mode, how can you be confident? How can you actually know that, that God is who he is, that he's with you when it's just a constant, right? How can you be still if you're constantly going? It's hard. It's hard. We're always going. We're always doing. And so then this be still and know is very difficult because we live in a culture that likes to go. So we must, we must be still because experiencing God's will for your life here as it will be in heaven comes down to the difference between us slowing down and being still. And we understand that slowing down is still, even if you're crawling, you're still moving, you're still going. We must be still. And so here's what we have to be against. I said hate here. Here's what we have to hate. You have to hate going backwards. You have to hate going backwards. A long time ago, more than 10 years ago, I was in this uh, conference and a guy said something that stood out to me and, and this is how I lead my life. I love going fast because I love to get stuff done. I love going fast, but I hate going backwards. You gotta, it's great that you love to go fast, but you have to hate going backwards more than you love to go fast. You have to hate going backwards. Going fast creates mistakes, right? And what we've got today is like, well, well, that's okay. At least we got here. And now that we're here, we can fix all these things because we've arrived. We've got here. And the truth is, is that's broken. That's broken. Going too fast creates mistakes. Going too fast separates us from God. Because the reality is God didn't create you to run at Mach 1. There's a difference between your physical life and your spiritual life. God created us to live balanced spiritually, physically, and emotionally. You're three parts whole. And he didn't create you to keep up with you. He's not going to chase you. And if you're disconnected from God, it's no wonder that you don't know, that you can't know, and that you won't know because you're not stopping long enough to understand it, to grab a hold of it, right? We can run as hard as we want to physically all day long. And at some point, our spiritual life, our spirit goes, time, time, too much, too much. And when you're running on empty, you might not think about it. And some of us have got to the place where we can't even feel it. That's where I was. I couldn't even feel this. It had become part of who I was. It just was, that's who I am. And you might be in the same boat. And the reality is, is others see it. Others see it in you. They know it. They hear it. And if they're under you, they have to deal with it. They have to deal with it. And what do we want to do with these people? You remember Ed Shirley? I want my boss, Ed Shirley. What do we want to do with these people? Bulldozers. Just don't care. Agenda. I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head, right? That's what we want. And what I had to realize is I didn't want to be this guy. And I believe in your heart of hearts. I believe deep down, nobody wants to be Ed Shirley. And you would say, well, I can't help it. It's just the position I'm in. It's the role I play. And no, that's, that's bogus. You can't help it. It starts with being still and knowing and knowing. And so can we know on the go is what we're answering. This message is linked to how we started the summer, bearing good fruit, which is rooted in John 15, which says, remain in me. You'll bear much fruit, okay? And, and, and whatever you ask, it'll be given to you. 
because apart from me, you can do nothing. So we understand that we're to remain connected to the source. We're, we're to remain connected to the source because when we remain, when we remain, when we be still and know, we show the world who God is instead of how great we are. And that's become the push. And so then, those who remain produce the best fruit, not based off of effort, but connection to the source because they've been with the source. To remain, you must be still. You must be still. We call those who remain believers. We call them Christians, right? Some of that's not popular today, but it doesn't matter because that's who we are. That's who we are. And those who don't remain and can't sit still and do not know, we call them roamers. They, they're pretenders. Okay, And the difference between a roamer and a remainer is consistency. It's just consistency. Consistency. And the problem is the majority of people ride the fence between roamer and remainer. Right? By the way, remainer is a made-up word. I made it up. It's not in the dictionary. So people who don't have faith, people who don't believe, are confused. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I don't... I don't want that because that seems, that seems fake, inconsistent, not authentic, disingenuine, right? And so the struggle has become deciding this when we get out, if we're riding the fence. When do I believe? Is now a good time to believe? Can I say I believe right now? This has to do with our environment. When do I believe? Oh, we're at a, we're at a, a function to raise money? Believe, okay? Oh, we're at the bar getting hammered? Don't believe. Okay. And that's broken. That's broken. The, th the second thing is, what do I believe? What do I believe? This is based on who I'm with. And this is why we avoid large crowds, right? We'll go to the, the fundraising and, the, and church, right? Where it's controlled. But when it comes to me and a large crowd, if I have multiple people that I'm with, well, I'm one way with this person because this is what they believe. And this is what they like. And this is who they are. And I'm one way over here. And the reality is, is these two struggles are terrible. And they cause unbelievers to be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You say God, but I don't see it. Leadership 101, man. Show me, don't tell me. And the reality is instead of asking when do I believe or what do I believe, we should be saying, why do I believe? We should be able to answer that question because this is based on and built on my relationship with God. And so we see in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. This is the action step to John 15, remaining in Jesus, because to remain, you must be still. And so then today, if you're a fence rider, do you want to stop riding that fence? Yes, you do. I promise you. If you do, find time every day to be still and know God and know God. God's looking for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for all of us. Okay. How do I do that? Stop. Be patient. Take time to seek. The Bible says if we take time to seek, we will find. Right? James 5.8 says, You too, be patient. Stand firm because the Lord is coming near. He wants to be close to you, but He's not going to chase you. He's not going to chase you. That's not what He does. God needs your consistency to be because He is going to go with those who are with Him. And He's going to take those who are with Him. Not in that moment when the sun's shining just right, comes on white horses. Not in that moment. Now. 
consistently those who are with him. Psalms 46, 10, let's revisit it. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I love what God's saying here, confirming his power and authority. I am God. I got it. I got it. So let's gain a little context in the scripture. What is God saying right here? What's God saying? Because we perceive this as a, like, be still and know. And it is that, but there's a little bit more depth to it. And so I want to go back and go Psalms 46, 8 through 11. And look what it's saying. It says this, Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has brought desolations and wonders on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow into pieces and snaps the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know, recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, our refuge, our high tower. What God is saying here is be still because he's in the process of bringing desolation on the earth. He's bringing raging wars to a ceasing halt. He's destroying all the weapons of mankind. He is burning their vehicles of war. This is a violent scene. This is a very violent scene before Psalms 46.10. So as he's bringing destruction upon the warfare of humankind, and it's happening all around, we think he says, be still, my children, be at peace. Know that I am God. And God is a gentle God, and he is saying that. But be still is a Hebrew word that's translated in this context and only this context. This is the only one in the whole Bible, Rapha. And what's being translated from Hebrew to English Rapha here is be still literally means to stop or drop it. Stop. It's the only time in the entire Bible it's used in this context. I don't know why I did not get that far. The other nine times this word is used, it is not translated as be still. It is a rebuke. It is a stern rebuke. It's a stern rebuke. And so what I see in Psalms 46, 10 is, in Psalms 46 rather, is God is tearing up battlefields and he's shouting, stop. Stop killing each other. Stop fighting. But in English, it translates to be still, almost like a timeout. Stop. Just stop. Be still. Be still. And in parenting, if your kids are disagreeing or you got to fix something, you don't say, be still. You say, stop. You say, stop. Right? And so then rephrase Psalms 46, 8 through 11 says, stop it. Now. Stop it now. Know that I'm God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted among the earth. This is a rebuke. This is a rebuke. So then let me ask you this. Let's get personal a little bit. What's happening all around you right now? What's happening all around you right now? In your mind, with your self-talk, in your marriage, with your family, in your business, what's happening all around you right now? At work, at work. What's happening all around you in your social media feed right now? What's happening all around you? Stop. Isn't that nice? It's nice. 
This is what God's asking of us. It's all he's asking. Stop. He's saying, stop. Remember who I am. I've got the whole world. I've got it. Don't you know? I've got it. Don't you know? Stop. Don't you know? Remember who I am. The uniqueness of the Hebrew word Rapha, when you put Jehovah in front of it, means God is our healer. God is our healer, right? Declares that God's will for you is to be healed. And so then he wants this for you. When you look at what's happening in Psalms 46, you see the same thing. You see Jehovah Rapha here. God is beginning the healing process by stopping wars and bringing peace. And he wants the same peace for you in your mind, in your heart, in your marriage, your family, with your relationships. And he wants the same peace and same connection with you in your relationship with him. And so remember when Jesus calms the sea, this is in uh, Mark 4, 38 and 39, 40. When Jesus calms the sea, this is where you see that Rapha term used the way I believe we're, we're getting it in Psalms 46, 10. In verse 38, the disciples are frantic. The storm is raging, right? They're frantic. The disciples wake Jesus up and they say, teacher, don't you care that we're about to die? We're going to die. Look around us, right? And in verse 39, it says, and he got up. This is Jesus getting up. And he got up sternly. He got up sternly. Now, this sternly, he doesn't get up because he's mad they woke him up. And he's, and he's not getting up mad because of their weakness and their faith. Okay? And he got up sternly, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Hush, be still. Sternly said this. He rebuked. That's what we see. This is the command we find in Psalms 46.10. And the wind died down as if it had grown weary, and there was at once a great calm and a perfect peacefulness. There was perfect peace. This is the command we get in Psalms 46.10. And what makes it hard to know God, to be still and know God, is trying to know God on the go. It's failing to stop. And so what you see in verse 40 is this. The more we go, the harder it is to remain. The less we remain, the weaker our faith. The weaker our faith, the less confidence we have. The less confidence we have, the more fear we gain. What if? Oh no, world's crashing in. That's where we see the what ifs. This is confirmed in verse 40. Jesus said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith and confidence in me? And they said, who's this guy? That even the water, even the storms obey him. And this proves that they did not know him like they needed to know him. So then, what does it mean to know God? What does it mean to know God? The Apostle John wrote in 1 John 5, 13, These things I have written to you who believe, that's a big one, in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does, so that you will know, so that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge, absolute, that you already have eternal life. John says, you will know. It's not that you don't have doubts. It's not that you don't have questions. It's not that you don't struggle. But being sure about what you believe is vital. You must be absolute in what you know, what you believe. 
because the world is shouting louder and louder and louder every day. Is there a God? Is there a God? And the reality is it's a lot more subtle. It's a lot more subtle like this. Are you sure? Are you sure that's what God said? Are you sure there's a God? Are you sure that's what the Bible means? Are you sure? Is that really what God said? And here's what God said. When you go to verse 12, He who has the Son by accepting Him as Lord and Savior has the life that is eternal. He who does not have the Son of God by personal faith does not have the life. What do we have here? Those, the remainder and the roamer. It's what you see. So, it is only in times when we are still, when we are still, that you can test your knowledge of the gospel and the assurance that you have in God. It's only in times of being still that you can know God. Only when you are still can you think clearly about who you are, about who God is, and how to respond when trouble hits around you. We plant Scripture in our heart for purpose. That purpose is to know God. To know God. You cannot wait to be still and to know God. It's a commitment. It takes consistency. And you can't wait to be still and know God because when all hell breaks loose in your life, you're not going to be still. You're going to go with what you know. You're going to go with what you know. And in that moment, what you know either brings peace or it brings a frantic hurry. Wake up. God, don't you know that I'm about to die? No, you're not. In that moment, in that moment, this is going to bring you peace and you're going to know or you're not. Those who remain know, those who roam do not. Why? You never rise to the occasion. My pastor taught me this. You will never rise to the occasion. You will always fall to the level of your preparation. Being still and knowing God prepares you. It's prayer. It's, it's, you're being prepared every single day. And if you want to be prepared, if you want to know, you must be still. Here's your action step today. Simple. Get away from the distractions. Every day this week, take time to get away from the distraction. This is a daily commitment. Find time to get away daily, by yourself, solo, no phone, no nothing. Be still, no. Identify daily. What area of your life do you need God's peace to work right now? What area? Identify it. Seek Him for it. Those who seek, find. Those who assume, do not. We all know what assume does. Reflect. How did Psalms 46, 8 through 11 speak to you today? Reflect on this. Write it down. And then choose to be instead of continuing to get by. Choose to be. Choose to be. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that God gave you revelation, that you were enlightened, and that you can see more of what God has for you. Make sure you take this message one step further by following through with our action steps so you can grow deeper in your relationship with God. 
If you want to know more about who we are or what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at churchredefined.com. You can follow us on social media at Redefined Church, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Vimeo, or Apple. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life. I'll talk to you soon.